I'm from New York, and so like I never really got to experience it as a, like a young tourist. But to see to see these characters go through their friendships and loves just like in New York City in like 2009, it's a, it's a really great read. Hello, and welcome to another mini episode of The Right Question, a radio program and podcast featuring authors from the American West and beyond. The Right Question is supported in part by Humanities Montana and members of Montana Public Radio, and by the Greater Montana Foundation, encouraging communication on issues, trends, and values of importance to Montanans. I'm Lauren Korn, speaking today with NPR's Andrew Limbong. Andrew is a reporter for NPR's Arts Desk, the host of NPR's Book of the Day podcast, and a frequent host on LifeKit. Andrew, thank you for joining me today. Welcome to The Right Question. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. We are nearing the end of 2023, which means Mm -hmm. NPR will be releasing its interactive Books We Love compilation. This list is big, right? It's usually between 300 and 400 titles. It can be narrowed down by filters. Are these books collected solely from interviews and reviews that NPR has published over the course of the year? Or how is this list put together? So around like, I think like the beginning of autumn, we sent out an email to, to all our staff and all of our critics and all of that stuff um, to say like, hey, what, what books are you excited about? What books have you read? What books have you loved this year? And then they we just get like a huge glut. And so when I say NPR staff, it's like literally everybody who like gets hit with that, like all staff. And so like, because I remember you know, recommending books when I was, you know, like a production assistant, right? And so we get books, yes, that have been on the air. We, you know, obviously we our books coverage is wide, but then we also get a bunch of books that we probably missed, right? We get a bunch of books that uh, we didn't get around to talking to the authors with. We get a bunch of books where like our only coverage is from like member stations and stuff like that. Um, and so I, I think what I love I know that th- that 350 plus number might seem a little daunting. You can filter it down. It's actually a great way for a democratic approach to books and literature um, because it's not just like, hear ye, hear ye, here are the 10 best books of the year that you got to read, right? But it's, it's a way of inviting people in to find out like, what are you interested in? Like, let me know what kind of guy you are and I can find you a book. And not only that, it has actually served, at least for me as someone who has used the list in the past, as a really great gift guide. Oh, you Mm -hmm. know someone who really likes science, but also memoir, or you want a gift for someone who loves fiction, but also this other kind of niche filter that you can put on the list. Andrew, do you recognize in the current books we love list or in NPR's coverage this year, specific trends or themes that seem exclusive to this year, books or or trends that haven't shown up in the past, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I think what's interesting, I know we were talking about using the filters to, to narrow things down, but when you mainline the, the raw list and just like look at all the books, like in the Clockwork Orange, it's like, <laughs> wow, look at all these covers, right? It's, it's, a, it's a great way to kind of look at the zeitgeist of what people have a been writing about but what people have been reading right and so i i think there, there's a, there's a couple different like threads to pull out there's a there's a lot of different books tackling climate change right and yes there were there were your nonfiction like these are books about climate change with like solid reporting and science to back it all up and like using data and charts and, and all this stuff and you know that's great and important to read but there's a lot of fiction books that sort of deal with climate change in a sort of sideways way, right? And so our our 
of the world of climate change rather than about climate change, right? I'm thinking, you know, something like a book like uh, Mobility by uh, Lydia Kiesling, you know, which is about who uh, the protagonist's dad is like an oil, like works in oil. And, you know, it's how, you know, you interface with that while also trying to be like a like a good person, right? Um, one of my favorite books this year was Landscapes by Christine Lai. Um, it, uh, it's a, it takes place in a like, like kind of dystopian near future where the main character is in charge of tending to this manor that is filled with a bunch of art but it's all like decaying because the world is you know ending and not going great and it's a it's a really thoughtful approach to asking the question of like why do you care about art when there's like other things pressing going on in the world it's like meditation on that it's really important for people who you know consume art regularly to sort of like confront with um there's a lot of um <laughs> there, there's a lot of just like books about really specific topics i think that's that's been really fun um one of them is called uh is by uh, hannah carlson it's called pockets an intimate history of how we keep things close <laughs> um it's literally exactly what you think it is <laughs> it's it's a it's a book about pockets but like and, and that might sound like frou-frou or silly but you know it's interesting why, like, you just think about, like, my pockets, you know, pretty much go, like, six inches deep. If, like, I, you know, my, my partner's pockets, her pants, they're kind of fake sometimes, bro. They're, like, not even real. And it's crazy. It's it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, like, absurd. what that says about culture and society and things like that, it, it's really, you know, an eye-opening read. I know that climate change and these super specific topics aren't actually the tags that will be used. But in just thinking about those two ideas, John Valiant's fire weather fits both of those, right? We're talking mm -hmm. about climate change. We're talking about a super specific moment in history. And that's one thing that I really, really love as a Books We Love user is the joy in finding these overlaps. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think you can spend, you know, you, you can you can waste the whole work day. Not that I do if my bosses are listening, <laughs> but you can you can you you can waste away a whole work day just like clicking random filters and seeing like what comes up, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Andrew, I'm curious about some of your own recommendations or books that you really loved uh, over the past year. Do you have a few favorites that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? One of the books I, I was really uh, interested in reading was uh, is a uh, Poverty by America. Um, it's by Matthew Desmond, um, and it's this look at poverty, obviously, and how we're all like complicit in it. And and when I say we, it's not like an ethereal. Oh, we as a culture, we as a people are complicit. It's like no, 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 no. Everyone who lives like above the poverty line has a sort of vested interest in keeping themselves above it and other people below it. And like his argument, and it's really, it's an uncomfortable read, which, I, you know, and it's it's a really bracing read, but I, I think it's ultimately like an important one to just think about um, why we allow people to live in poverty. I feel like there are a few books out there or there are a few books every year that really speak specifically to that topic. I know that Stephanie Land's class is one of those books this year as well. Um, Andrew, I want to move back a little bit from our recommendations, but talk about the fact that, you know, there's 350 books on this Books We Love list. And as you said at the beginning of our conversation, there are so many recommendations that compiling into NPR when that email goes out. How <laughs> is the list winnowed down? Because I, I mean, it sounds to me like there are definitely more than 350 that are initially recommended, but only these, you know, 350 plus that are yeah. on this list. So what is that process like? It's a lot of kind of long meetings on Zoom looking at Excel spreadsheets. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, it's not like the sexiest answer, but it's a lot of like data entry and thinking about like what was important. What should we highlight this year or what um, are people super excited about? Um, and, I, and I think to go back to the the you know, democratic theme of, of this platform is it's like a it's like a conversation. Right. Hmm. And so it's like, oh, let, let's talk about this. It's like and then you can like sort of like, I think it's important that X book make it or, uh, you know, we don't need this. Da, da, da. And so we just like hash it out over over the spreadsheets. Yeah. And it's a bloody that, battle. Yeah. <laughs> and a- in that way, then, then the, this list is this really interesting marriage of human interaction, not only the user, but all of these very human book recommendations that are being made by NPR staff and AI or and the computer. It's this really interesting, um, again, overlap between the human and in the case of this app, the non-human, though I, I know there's plenty of human work that goes on behind the scenes of an app too. Yeah. If you consider, if you consider, I mean, there, there are people here who, who like live in Google spreadsheets and find it a warm and comforting place. Um, <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Nor am I. I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we only have one more minute, Andrew. So I wanted to ask you another question because you cover NPR's Arts Desk in addition to hosting its Book of the Day podcast. So I'm wondering, as you look back at 2023, it's not quite over, but as you look back over the year, what are the stories that you'll remember most that will be for you most representative of this year? It's got to be the the Writers Guild strike and the Actors strike. Um, And I think labor movements in the arts in general has been at this interesting point i think uh like earlier earlier this year um to talk about books right that we there was the uh, harper collins union um that that went on went on strike um you know there's a bunch of visual artists you know who work at marvel that are starting to like talk about their their work experiences there there's animators there's all these workers considering their their worth and their value that they bring to their companies that i think you know is definitely something to keep an eye on yeah and before we leave officially andrew give me one more book recommendation you want our listeners to uh tune into uh, there's a there's a graphic novel uh, by Jillian Tamaki and uh, Mariko Tamaki uh, called Roaming that I really love. It's about these uh, three Canadian like college freshman uh, women who take their first trip to New York City, you know, the big city. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's a really so like I'm I'm from New York and so like I never really got to experience it as a, like a young tourist. But to see to see these characters, you know, go through their Friend, their you know friendships and loves just like in New York City in like 2009. It's a, it's a really great read. All right. Well, thank you for those recommendations, Andrew, and thank you for joining me today. I so appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That was Andrew Limbong, a reporter for NPR's Arts Desk, the host of NPR's Book of the Day podcast, and a frequent host on LifeKit. Look for more information about Andrew and the Books We Love compilation at npr.org. To listen to this conversation again, go to mtpr.org, where you can also subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You've been listening to a mini episode of The Right Question. This episode was produced by me. I'm your host, Lauren Korn. Chris Moyles engineered this episode. The artwork for The Right Question was designed by Molly Russell, and our music was written and recorded by John Floridas. Funding for The Right Question is provided by the Greater Montana Foundation, encouraging communication on issues, trends, and values of importance to Montanans. 
Many thanks to Humanities Montana for supporting this program since 2008. And thank you for listening. The Right Question is a production of Montana Public Radio.